up and Jonathan Joseph comes straight through the middle. Got Mike Brown to beat as the last line of a defence and here goes Joseph. Joseph's going to get over. Oh, he was absolutely knocked back into that tweet by Atwood. David Atwood has got titanium in his shoulders at the moment. Watson goes on the outside. Oh, Watson goes Hello and welcome to the Bath Rugby Plug, the rugby podcast by the fans for the fans, plugging the boys in blue, black and white. And where to start after a weekend like that? A hugely disappointing Saturday if you, like us, are Bath and England fans. I'm hoping that this is going to be a bit of a cathartic cathartic process for us and for you listeners. So thank you for tuning in um, and we hope this helps. And we're going to do that in the presence of me, Gabriel, Charlie. Oh, hello again. <laughs> and Tom's down the line this week. Hi, mate. How are you? Uh, well, not great, mate. Slightly better than I felt at about um, six o'clock on, uh, on Saturday afternoon. But um, yeah, still absolutely gutted after two hugely disappointing defeats. I'm obviously talking about the Bath defeat and we'll come on to later to talk a little bit about the England defeat as well. Charlie, how was Saturday for you? It was absolutely terrible, I'll be honest. Um, (laughs) As far as I'm aware, uh, the only days that don't happen in February are the 23rd of February because that that can just be wiped from from this year's calendar, in my opinion. Uh, Possibly one of the worst days I've had to sit through in my recent rugby memory. Um, yeah, just so disappointing. I, I, I've I've been dreading this Monday <laughs> evening ever since Saturday, and it's finally come round. So I'm in a pretty awful mood, everybody. So yeah. Well, uh, I think there's definitely some positives to be taken. So hopefully, I'll be able to cheer up with a couple of them. Tom, uh, you you put your your foot through um, the the fence outside your house after the bath defeat. Have you uh, calmed down slightly since then? <laughs> Yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah, nothing else has been uh, has been broken uh, up until this point. But obviously, there's plenty plenty more games uh, to go in the season. It was just one of those where, and you know, as we'll speak about, we we played a pretty much perfect game plan. I thought for for much of the game, um, you know, seventy nine or more, eighty two minutes, um, and, and it would have been a very sort of um, well constructed victory against an informal Northampton Saints side, but. Um, yeah, yet again, uh, as we've said so many times this season on the podcast and in seasons gone by, um, we just lack the ability to, to close out games. And ultimately, when we look back um, at this season and when we end up, um, it's these types of games that, um, that, that, that mean ultimately that we won't fulfil our potential uh, this season, unfortunately. Yeah, just so infuriating. Um... Well, I'm just 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 want to make a point, Tom. If you've got a hole in your fence after that defeat, I wonder how many holes Todd Blackadder's fence has got because <laughs> he's he's had a hell of a season. Uh, just so many frustrating finishes to the game. And I know that's your favourite word, game, but <laughs> seriously frustrating. And uh, no, that's it's it wasn't coaching error that that, that, yeah. that forced us to lose that game. You know, we, we we did talk about last week how it's going to be a difficult contest, but. You know, we, we we faced up to it. We put out a good performance. Uh, we uh, we 
We were in the lead coming into the game, and then should we talk about it straight away? Should we get straight into it? Well, I think we'll come to the end of the game uh, slightly later on in the podcast. But I think you're right, Charlie, when when you say like I think the coaches um, have come in for for quite a lot of criticism. You know, not just this season, uh, but in seasons gone by, by not perhaps getting the best out of what is a really talented bunch of players. Um, but. I think, like, you're right, Todd Blackout must be absolutely tearing his hair out because they've constructed a really, really good game plan there, which has worked for 79 minutes. And to be let down on the back of, you know, two botched exits and someone turning their back on a, on a five-metre tap penalty, you know, there is nothing, there is nothing that the coaches can do about it. That is simply player error. And they must be, you know, we're frustrated, there's that word, but, but we're so angry about uh, what happened. Just think... You know what it must be like for 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 those guys. I know, and and and, and to keep a Northampton team that's been scoring. Mm. What was he say? What did he say? Gabe, where they've been scoring, you know, two hundred and eighty odd points in four games. They've been scoring tries for fun, and we, we you know we we kept them down to you know, to, to twenty points in that last in, in the last few minutes. Mm. You no, know, and they had the, the defense was excellent. It just the the brain dead nature of it is just what. Really, what sent me over the edge, and I'm I'm pretty furious about mm. the whole thing. Yeah, I think let let's get into a couple of of those positives now. Um, before before we get on to to the the multiple negatives that there are, um, and I think one of the main positives, Tom, is that defence which Charlie spoke about. Northampton averaging ten tries a game over over recent weeks, um, but we managed to keep them down to just two until the last few minutes. Tom, how did you uh, rate our defence on Saturday? I thought the defence was fantastic. I thought the sort of we, we sort of set the tone um, at the start of the game. They had a prolonged um, mm. period of attacking play, um, sort of in the first five ten minutes, um, when they had a couple of uh, sort of reset scrums. Um, they looked really dangerous. Obviously, as, as you say, um, sort of, I felt like they almost continued the, the momentum and the try scoring, um, you know, the try scoring prowess that they've shown in, in recent games. Um, at almost straight into the into the beginning of the game, and and the defence held out strong mm. as it has done so many times. You know there are a number of occasions when they were um, so close to scoring. I think Francois Lowe um, actually carried Lewis Ludlam, I think it was, from over our try line um, back over um, in a heroic uh, bit of defence from him. And I really I really felt like it was it, it was going to be our day. I, I thought they mm. started to get a little bit frustrated. And we started to win the collisions. There were, you know, a number of occasions again when we drove them back 10, 20 yards. I'm in the middle of the field, and they were forced to forced to kick the ball away. Um, so definitely a, a positive. Um, and, and you know, gee, we watched the game together. And we mentioned it's an area of the game now where we can say is a real strength. We've conceded the fewest points um, prior to this weekend out of any team um, in the Premiership in the last five fixtures. So. The defence is, is so solid, or it, or it was so solid for those seventy nine minutes. But as we say, that's sort of irrelevant when um, when when you, when you turn your back on on a five metre penalty uh, as we did. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that that initial um, sort of defensive set that we had really set the tone for the game. We we did we uh, managed to watch the the game live, Tom, and and we kind of switched on after about thirty seconds had had already passed, and they were already on our line. And I think for us to hold out in the 
manner that we did really set the tone because they were going to be full of confidence given the way that they've been um, scoring so freely uh, over the past few weeks as, as we've spoken about. And I think scoring there would have given them a, a real boost but to keep them out on, on the other side uh, gave us and our defence a real boost. Yeah, I, I do think we were quite lucky in that opening, uh, in, in that opening moment uh, of the game. Uh, when they went up to the TMO, the question asked was, I have a, ground, uh, have a grounding on the line. Is there any reason I cannot award the try? And, and uh, the, the TMO to, to then say that was held up uh, isn't really what the ref was asking him because the ref has said he's seen on pitch that, uh, that, that the ball mm. was on the line. So if, if he's seen that, I, I do think it actually was held up from my yeah. both point of view. <laughs> I do think it was held up. But uh, you know, in, in, in that context, as, as if, I was, if it was on the flip side and, uh, and, and that was against Bath, I would be quite frustrated at the TMO there. Yeah, I, I think that was, uh, it was definitely weird because as soon as they sort of say, is there any reason why, uh, you know, you're looking at a very high probability that, that they're going to give the... It's got to be a drop score. ball yeah, or something like that. Ball, but it yeah. wasn't a drop ball, it was merely held up. And I, I think he did get the decision right, um, but I don't think they, the, the two um, of them got the sort of procedure uh, right in that instance. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, just, just touching back onto that, uh, you know, Northampton, the defence was excellent. And also I thought our scramble defence was, was fantastic. You know, on that, there were, there were quite a few tries that, you know, we managed to shop them short just before the line. Uh, and, uh, well, not tries because we managed to prevent those tries. Mm. But you know, it was, it was, our scramble defence was fantastic from our back, back three. Uh, I actually thought Freddie Burns obviously came on for Darren Atkins, who you know, we wish all of the best. Looked like a very mm. nasty, nasty injury there early on. Um, but he played very well at fullback. Uh, um, and uh, you know, they, they were still trying to play that expansive offloading game. You know, they, they, they had 20 offloads in the match, which is, which is you know, seriously impressive. And you can see that the intent was there. But uh, I think that Bath, that Bath defence, uh, as we've spoken about over recent weeks, has really tightened up. Uh, I mean, the, the tackle success was up at 87%. So, you know, we're not missing tackles. Uh, they're, really, they're really having to work for their their their, their meters and their gains um, you know, through that offloading game, so you know it's uh, it's it, it, it was it was impressive display uh, from both sides in attack and defence, but just just so so infuriating. Yeah, didn't didn't quite um, get get over the line. But Tom, who uh, maybe on an individual basis, just looking at the defence in particular, is there anyone that, that stood out for you on that side? Um, I, th- I think Dave Atwood is always really noticeable. Um, in that in that defensive line, he sort of flies out the line very much like um, Courtney Laws um, did for England um, against Wales and and you know in other games in the Six Nations. He sort of comes out the line, um, wins the collision, drives the drives the attacking player back. So I thought he was I thought he was fantastic. I think Charlie, just to pick up on on what you said, it it was it was a pretty much a flawless defensive effort I thought until um, the sixty five minute mark where. Um, Alex Mitchell, who G you mentioned as a, as a threat on last week's podcast, and I thought he was, um, I, I thought he was very very impressive. He just sort of left the sort of uh, guard defender for dead a bit, um, uh, who, who took his eye off him, and he sort of jogged under the posts. Um, and then obviously, um, as, as I'm sure we'll mention, that that lapse of concentration when we when we turned our back, so almost flawless defensive. Uh, performance but you know those 14 points ultimately um changed the game and it's just those those two moments and you, it's a question of concentrating um and, and keeping a defensive line for the whole 80 minutes and uh yeah obviously we were we were unable to do that yeah i mean 
I've not got many things right uh, on the podcast this season, but I, I definitely do think I got that right. Uh, singling out Alex Mitchell as a potential danger man, he, you know, he was absolutely fantastic on on Saturday. Yeah, I know. And in, in to come in for uh, for Corbus Reinup, who's been playing out of his skin uh, over the past the past few months, uh, it, it's it's amazing that uh, you know, uh, well, it's amazing amazing the trust that um, the uh, Chris Boyce. Boyce? Boyd, Boyd, no, Boyd, Chris Boyd, <laughs> not Lewis Boyd. Chris Boyd uh, has, has, has had in uh, has had in him to, you know, to, to to put him ahead, and he's he, he's he clearly trusts his players. Uh, he, he's not afraid to use these young guys, and it's mm. it's certainly uh, you know reaping the rewards. Yeah, Chris Chris Boyce or, or Chris Boyd, um, <laughs> he he made the the decision uh, to to keep his uh, firing scrum half on the field for the whole eighty minutes. Uh, something which perhaps. Um, Todd Blackadder wishes he had done as well but um, we'll come on to that a little bit later Uh, Tom just moving on to to the attack now and two nice tries from Bath I thought um, in attack obviously Uh, who stood out for you and and what did you make of Bath's attack yeah I I thought it was good we're improving week on week we're starting to see um, for me more structures um, in our attack that sort of wraparound um, Mm. uh, sort of play that, that Reese Priestland um, does. I, th- I thought one guy, um, funnily enough, you're probably not expecting me to mention, was Nathan Cat actually. Um, <laughs> I was very, I was very, very impressed with his with his handling sort of in the midfield um, and his offloading game as well. He's sort of starting to play that Mako Vunapola style role and um, when he's used as sort of a, a, a you know, the defence think he's a hard runner and actually gives that little ball um, out of the like back. There was one moment in the match where he did go for a, a quite an audacious uh, Elliot Stuke esque um, offload or pass, sort of twenty metre uh, pass, and that didn't quite come off. But I thought he was um, outstanding, not only in, in in attack actually, but also in in the set piece, which was which was very solid. And uh, yeah, really good to have have him come back, and he'll be he'll be fighting for his shirt, obviously with with Ben Urbano um, not far away. So we're here. Yeah, I think Cat was was excellent in that role that, that you speak about, and I think we are starting to see signs of um, Gerben Dempsey's um, playbook. Uh, that that that, as you say, Priestland sort of wrapping around the forward, um, and the forward also being the option as we've seen a couple of times a short ball to a forward who has gone through. So I think that was really nice, and it it led to two two really well worked tries. Um, I think whilst they've both sort of come from um, come from individual breaks, uh, the Mercer try was a really nice individual piece of skill. He just got on the outside of the, the lumbering James Haskell and, and just beat him. And, and, yeah, and the, that's, I was just going to say, that's not much done James Haskell's uh, England prospects much good, has it really? No, not a great advert for his uh, new gym in Bath either, but um, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on from that. And, and, then, and then the Priestland break to, to set up the, the fantastic McConaughey try, uh, which has been voted for, for try... Uh, uh, voted um, as a contender for for try of the week this uh, this week. I think there were two really good tries, and whilst they are both sort of individual breaks that have made them, I think especially the Mercer try uh, in the lead up to that try, we were really um, starting to put some phases together and get some momentum, uh, and that created the space for Mercer on the outside, isolating uh, perhaps a weaker defender that Northampton may not want in the wide channel because of the pace that we've been able to get round the corner um, in the previous phases. So I think. That was really nice to see the sort of development in that phase play in attack. Uh, really quick hands as well from uh, well both Stuk and uh, and Stuk- Jay as well I think. and it was yeah, JJ and then Stuk to give that final pass onto onto Mercer. It was it was fantastic. 
Um, yeah, and also, as you mentioned, that the the, the McConaughey try. I've 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 waxed lyrical about him. Uh, uh, basically, ever since he he made his first appearance with Bath, I thought he I think he's fantastic. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's the power of the man because he doesn't look like a very powerful man. But you know, when 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 he you know the, the speeds going down the wing and and he he had uh, I forget which uh, which Northampton defender it was, but he had he had that defender you know right right on his ass re- there ready to tackle him. Uh, Almost, almost teasing him to, to try to step back inside, and it would have been would it would have been um, a, a two man tackle, and surely he's not getting over the line. But he he, he just seemed to just seem to hold him at arm's length and, and and just brush him off, and still with a man with a man hanging off him, he was able able to step uh, the step the Northampton fullback and and just you know, reach over the line and uh, get the ball down. I just, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic skill and a, and a really nice break from from Priestland as well, sort of wrapping round uh, from a from a Joseph offload. So. Yeah, a really good try. Joseph, and, um, Joseph, look, looking like a slippery eel. Was, I, I just yeah. looking at him every time he seems to get the ball. He has, he seems to have about have about you know kind of five legs going in every direction, <laughs> uh, and he seems to he seems to step in in uh, in directions that you don't really seem physically possible. But. Yeah, he's sort of just on Joseph. Sorry, Tom, before you come in, he he seems like he has so much more time than everyone else as well. He, he never looks rushed in the in the in the way that he plays, and and there's always sort of an air of anticipation. Certainly. Um, from, from when I'm watching the game, but I, I get the feeling when a lot of Bath fans are watching the game that when Joseph sort of gets the ball in his hands, there's sort of a, a, an expectation that, that something's going to happen. Either he's going to sigh through or he's going to put one of his uh, teammates through. Sorry, Tom, I interrupted you there. I was just going to say, um, yeah, on, on the attack, just a question for, for to throw it back at you, boys. So I thought Jackson Willison um, looked quite quiet, um, didn't, really, didn't really get much ball um, in attack. Um, obviously, Joberts or Rosef has been, um, you know, a, a combination that we've been, we've been, you know, uh, heaping quite a lot of praise on, to be honest. And, and I know, obviously, whether it was injury or uh, where was uh, where was uh, Jamie Roberts um, oh. on Saturday, boys? Did you did, did you see? Yeah, I think we need we need to err on on the side of caution with this one. I think. There was a, a couple of tweets uh, from Jamie Roberts's account, um, which which showed that he was in Cardiff, obviously for the um, England Wales game, and, and whether he thought that's where his his uh, partner in crime, Jonathan Joseph, should be playing at the weekend, um, I don't know. But um, perhaps didn't get the memo. Yeah, I, I do think it d- doesn't look great, does it? And and we'd have no idea. Um, if Joseph, if uh, sorry, if Roberts has picked up an injury, or if he wasn't available um, for some other reason, but I, we, like, I think give him the benefit of the doubt for now. But I do would really like an an explanation from the club or, or from from Roberts himself, perhaps, as as to why he wasn't playing at the weekend because he has been really good and he's he's a crucial part of our team and of that team that we're 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 starting to you know get some momentum with some good performances and it would be really nice to know sort of the reason why he wasn't in Franklin's Gardens you know playing for Bath and, and why it did appear like he was um perhaps doing some some work uh, on the England Wales game yeah it 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 does raise a few eyebrows um uh and I I was I was uh, I did I did voice that worry when I saw the team sheet uh, that he might be uh, perhaps doing some punditry work but you know again I'm not sure if he was injured or not uh, however we lost by a point uh, and a man like and a man like Jamie Roberts uh, could have could have made you know, that difference you know he we, we've spoken about him uh, and his 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 
his his immense presence in that defensive line and we we spoke about him when we when we heard uh, when we heard that premiership cup match uh, against against Gloucester and he was you know, he was so vocal in that in that defensive back line and you know really really key and perhaps that perhaps that would have perhaps that would have made them turn around and uh, and, and face the right way in that in that 80th minute wouldn't it Gabe yeah i mean as i say it, it doesn't look great does it and i i think with the nature of the defeat it kind of makes it even worse so yeah an explanation um from from bath about sort of the reason why uh, Roberts wasn't playing, I, th- I think, would be appreciated um, certainly by us, and I, I think by by all of uh, Bath fans. Um, so Roberts uh, wasn't there; uh, he wasn't able to be a standout. But let's move on to to some of the standout individual performances, uh, and I'll kick us off, guys. And um, if we're doing um, Bath rugby plug bingo, then Tom mentioning Cat Ting Ding, Charlie mentioning McConaughey Ding, and Gabriel mentioning Tom Dunn Ding. I thought he was uh, again really, really good. Um, I think both. I think the set piece was was excellent. Uh, the scrum and the line out, uh, both areas, obviously uh, that he's playing a massive, massive role in. I think once again, um, really, really good. And in defence, again, uh, like his, um, like he always is done, uh, making some really positive impacts. And I thought he was uh, excellent again. Uh, Charlie, anyone else that, that you want to pick out? Or yeah, I'll, I'll just mention one more player. Um, and I thought the. Will Chudley looked really, really you know, sharp. Actually, you know, around uh, around the fringes, he was he was he was electric. Um, really, you know, wants to play a fast paced game. You know, we, we knew Northampton were going to score some points, and we just knew we had to score more than them. So I thought he really led from the front in that respect. Uh, kind of you know, kept the pace of the game nice and high. Uh, made plenty of meters uh, around those fringes, and I, I I was just really impressed with the way he played. Uh, mm. Box kicked quite well, and perhaps we could have used him at the end. <laughs> I'll be honest, I keep I keep trying to lead us onto it, yeah, well, and and I'm 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 so frustrated by the whole thing. I really want to vent my anger. We'll come on to that, Tom. Last one from you. Uh, one more positive uh, vibe, and then we'll talk about the end. A standout player from you. Um, I think I'll go with Charlie Yules, I think. We mentioned um, the defence. He came on um, for injured Luke Charteris. Um, he only played 59 minutes um, in the game and he put in 16 tackles uh, mm. during that period, which is pretty pretty incredible. His work rate for me is one of the, one of the reasons why he's you know, one of the standout players in the, uh, in the country, one of the standout second rows in the country at the moment. So, um, yeah, Eddie Jones, Neil Hatley, etc. will be, we'll be taking note of that. And uh, with Courtney Law's Injured, um, he might be featuring uh, for England in the in, in the next couple of games in the Six Nations as well. So uh, yeah. yeah, I thought he had, had a really good game when when he came on. It'd be good to get to see him get some opportunities to to, to start in the second row for both Bath and England. Yeah, a couple of others I think uh, we ought to mention. Francois Lowe I thought was excellent. Twenty one tackles, missed none, and and Priestland six from six from the tee and 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 looked really quite nice yeah. in attack. So a uh, couple of other guys there as well. Now guys. Let's talk a little bit about the end of the game and just how we managed to, to throw this one away. And I appreciate that the, the extended highlights that BT Sport have put out um, don't really show the full uh, story. So I'll try to explain it now. And and yeah, Tom, as you say, Alex Mitchell uh, sort of goes um, under the post to make it 20 points all with about 10 minutes left. Bath then do really, really well, I think, to, to earn two penalties and go 26-20 up with about uh, sort of five minutes left on the clock. Um, then Cooper Vuna uh, wins a really, really good turnover at the breakdown. Um, we clear the ball and then trying to clear again, Max Green puts the ball straight out into touch. Uh, we then turn the line out over um, and then from that um, 
from that from the next breakdown after we've turned the line out over uh, Max Green then gets his kicked charge down um, Saints have loads of pressure on our line eventually win a penalty um, and David Ribbons taps and goes with some of the Bath boys uh, with their backs turned and sneaks over the line under the post to give Grayson a simple uh, conversion and make it 27-26. Yeah, so a lot of mistakes in that, guys. Um, Charlie, just how, how disappointing is all of that? Oh, just so infuriating. I want to vent all my anger because it, it when, I, when, I, when I saw it, I was absolutely speechless and completely fuming. I mean, it's a complete schoolboy error. What are you taught when you... It's the first thing you teach to kids. You turn and face the ball when there is a penalty that has been given because scrum halves, or whoever it may be, is going to tap and go. It'll happen all over the field. And when you're on your own line, they do not have to get very far. So that should be your first priority. I mean, I'm going to say it. Max Clark was doing his bloody hair. What are you on about? If that's what you're going to do when you're sat on a try line, shave your head. I, 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 I said it as a, I said it as, as as a bit of a joke when we went down to Toulouse. That you know perhaps is perhaps that's why he damaged his shoulder because he was playing with his hair the whole time. Honestly, find a hairband that works for you, son, because that is just in, it's just, it's in, unforgivable. I couldn't believe it. And to have Max Laheef just strolling back, I he'd, he'd put in a fantastic tackle just then. Mm. And what he did is just you know, stroll back, thinking, oh, they'll just go for the corner. And and, and he's he's just got his back faced. He's got, he's got his, his back is facing is facing ribbons. Who spots it? He's not, he's not the most agile of blokes, is he, David Rivers? He's he's six foot six, whatever. Not an agile bloke. He's a second row. He just taps and goes and underneath, uh, straight over the line. It was just so infuriating. I mean, okay, sometimes it happens. But what happened when we were playing Leinster at the Aviva? Exactly the same deal. People weren't looking, and. It, if it's if it's going to happen once in a season, okay, we'll brush over it. But it happened twice. It should be drilled into you the first time. First time it happens, it shouldn't shouldn't ever really happen. But if it's going to happen once, okay, you learn from that and you don't let it happen again. And oh, I'm just so furious about the whole the whole situation. You know, we we were six points up. The least you should do is make them score in the corner. You know, if they've beaten us fair and square. That's okay, but to be beaten like that is it, it is it is the most painful you know, salt in the wound. However, you want to describe it, I'm, I'm struggling to describe it because I'm so angry about the whole situation. But I need to get it out. You force them to <laughs> score in the corner, and then if, if that's if that's the way they're going to win, then fair play. I the better team has won on the day, but and breathe <laughs> yeah I, I do think it was extremely annoying and as you say it, it did happen early in the season uh, against Leinster at the Aviva so you know that makes it even more uh, sort of annoying um, but I, I do think as well we definitely shouldn't have been put in that in that situation two really good opportunities to to exit and uh, unfortunately for, for Max Green and I've sung his praises um, a lot on this podcast and I do think he's got a really really bright future at Bath um, and Todd said after the game that, that he was absolutely devastated himself. So you know, you know, he'll know better than anyone sort of the, the mistakes he made. But but that is you know seriously annoying, and it it does kind of make you realise why on other occasions um, perhaps uh, Blackadder has kept Chudley on the field. Um, you know, to provide that sort of maybe more experienced, calmer head in the pressure situations. 
maybe the second one that was charged down might have been a better option just to to get it back to Priestland, who'd been clearing the ball ball really well. So I think you know some learnings there for Green, and as I say, he'll be absolutely devastated more than more than everyone else. So he'll know that. But I do think we shouldn't have have, have been put in the situation that, that that eventually led to them them scoring the match winning try. Tom. Yeah, and and you're right, G. Max Green will be um you know the biggest critic of, of, of his actions there. Um, he'll be, he'll be absolutely, I think Todd Blackadder actually said um, that he was absolutely gutted. Mm. Um, uh, and obviously we feel for him because, you know, we're, we're, we're all on the same side here. But um, yeah, Charlie, I think, I think you made me feel a bit better there with the mission <laughs> there. Maybe, I think it was Gloucester last season. Uh, um, a fair few of them just completely um, shaved all their, all their hair off. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if, if something happened in training um, like, like that, the guys turning their backs and uh, Ruan Ackerman said, that is it. Um, we're all we're all going skinhead, but um, maybe maybe that's one for for, for next season. <laughs> yeah, taking a leaf out of JJ's book. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's it is really annoying. I think yeah, as you say, Tom. I think that that's definitely helped getting uh, some of off that chest. Charlie, you got have you got any more for us? Yeah, no. I just I just want to mention again, Max Green. It, it, it is tough, and I, I think the, the the toughest part about it all, it, you could you can almost compare it to the Freddie Burns situation when when you made one big mistake you you always have that you 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 get your chance that chance was given to him again and I think it 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 must be it'll be a tough one for him to get over and I hope he does get over it uh because Mm. you know to to be charged down like that is it is tough and and, you know hindsight is a beautiful thing uh it's always 2020 and we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to go back on anything that's happened but um yeah I, I I think these things happen to players uh but just a just a really tough one to take as a fan. Yeah, I think that's the thing, isn't it's it? Like this is all coming from a, from a from an absolute place of love, isn't it? Like that's why it's so difficult to take. Uh, you said to me, Tom, when, when we woke up with um, slightly groggy heads on on Sunday morning, and I said, "God, oh, how bad was that bath thing?" And you said, "Yeah, well, from now on, I'm going to try and not care as much as I do." So I think that is why it's so annoying because we all uh, just want nothing more than than sort of bath to win, and and I know it goes for the players even more so. So yeah, they must be devastated, just like just like we are. I was just going to say it's, it's it's quite a hard balancing act for for Todd Blackadder though because we we've said in the past um, you know when 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 Chudley's not been taken off we've asked the question why are they not showing um, faith in Max Green you know he's been um, more often than not he's looked very dangerous um, when he's played for Bath so it, you know he brings him on and then he makes some mistakes he's a young guy um, he'll get better he'll learn from it. Um, and you know what is one game to be to be fair in the context of of, of what is a very very promising um, career. So um, yeah, I, I think we'll just have to put it behind us now, get over it, um, and look ahead to Quinn's. Um, you know, Quinn's sitting pretty in, in third in the table. You know, I was looking at some of the some of the results. Um, you know, these close games that have gone against us. So obviously, three points um, that we missed out on on Saturday. Um, three points as well against Worcester when we lost. Um, right at the death there and then two points against Gloucester um, when we drew and Matt Banahan um, scored um, sort of in, the, in, 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 in sort of after 80 minutes in that game as well so that's eight points um, in the premiership that we've, we've potentially lost out on um, by not being able to finish these games off and if we, if we had eight points um, sort of more to our tally um, so as things stand we'd be on 42 points sitting only one point um, behind Quinn's our opponents on Saturday as it is 
Um, we're sat down in in what is it in in seventh on thirty four points. So um, yeah, fine margins, but um, sort of the end result is is a big uh, difference in 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 where we're sitting in the table. Yeah, hugely, hugely disappointing um, start to the Saturday afternoon. And, and God, it didn't get much better, did it? Uh, us three, uh, as England fans, um, thought, wow, at least England will turn Wales over in the in the Millennium Stadium and, and make this day a little bit better. But um, they couldn't even do that, eh, Charlie? No, no, they could not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say about that. Uh, but, you know, what a fantastic win for England women, though. That was, that was, yeah. It was a great result. <laughs> Talk about that a bit. Yeah, <laughs> any any Bath ladies involved in that? Well, England under twenties lost as well, and Tom De Glanville was making his uh, his first start for for England under twenties, and they couldn't even get the job done against Wales. So yeah, hugely disappointing. Tom, what did you just quickly mate? What did you make of the the England Wales uh, men's senior defeat? Yeah, absolutely. Just, just when I thought it couldn't get any worse, um, it did. I think yeah, we were outplayed um, in that second half. We ran out of steam. Um, slightly and uh, yeah I felt like Gatlin definitely um, got one over uh, sort of in the in the in the tactical battle that him and Jones have been having um, over the years but I, I think the main positive to take from the weekend boys David Cece looked really sharp <laughs> for Italy against Ireland I thought he was outstanding yeah, we've let him go mate so that's not a positive but, you know <laughs> yeah well yeah I suppose um, every cloud eh every cloud um just quickly as well, one player that um, isn't at Bath currently but has been uh, linked with Bath that was in action and did get a win on Saturday <laughs> is uh, is Gareth Anscombe. Um, Bath obviously in the market for, for a new fly half um, with the news that Prieston will be moving on. Uh, Pollard, Cruden and now Anscombe linked with the club, Charlie. Uh, what did you make of, of this rumour? Uh, well, I I thought my day couldn't get any worse, and then and then that one popped in. I just I just I I don't really I can't see the fit, to be honest. Um, uh, I know they're trying to look for this running ten, but he hasn't, in my opinion, looked that fantastic uh, for Wales. So uh, it's, it's it'd be complicated, and I can't understand. He he's not he's not above the sixty cap rule, so he's going to have to sacrifice his Welsh career if he if he wants that to happen. So. Uh, I, I can't really understand it. Um, I think it may just be a rumour that circulates a bit, but uh, I, I think our, our money could be spent, you know, spent far better on other players. Uh, Andre Pollard. What, Charlie? What, what do you mean, Bath? You, you mean you mean Bath uh, uh, overspending on Welsh talent? Surely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be out of character, wouldn't it? <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah, right. Let's move on from from the disappointment of Saturday, guys, and and just one bit of news surrounding England. Um, so, Tom, I think you mentioned that that, that uh, Charlie Yules has been called up to the England training squad um, alongside Joe Thock and Seager, who who's been retained. Um, but as well as this, I think quite positive news from from a Bath point of view is that uh, Anthony Watson and Sam Underhill, obviously both injured at the moment, have been called into the England squad just for sort of to check how their injuries are and, and, and how they're sort of going. And I, I think that's a positive because for them to be called in, it, it must mean that they're not too far away. So um, really good bits of news, I think, there. And, and hopefully they'll be back just at the end of the Six Nations so they can just play for Bath and not bugger off to England. Yeah, and uh, of course... During this uh, during this down week, um, uh, Eddie Jones has decided to uh, have, have a bit of a bit of a kind of 
behind closed doors friendly match against Georgia again. So I'm sure they'll, they'll probably be whacked into that and be out for another 12 months. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, can't wait for that. Can't wait for that piece of news. But um, yeah, I'm glad they're they're back and running for for oh, even if it is just for a short time only. Um, and I wonder <laughs> if we'll get to see them in the blue, black, and white. Yeah, I think that's just what Jamie George wants. Eh? 80 minutes against Wales and then a quick scrummage against the Georgian pack. But um, yeah, who'd be an international tight head prop, guys? Uh, well, hooker in, in Jamie George, <laughs> yeah. sorry. But who would be a tight head prop anyway? Right, let's move on. Let's move on to, to some brighter things. And that is next week. Bath back at the wreck, looking for redemption against Quinns. Um, who, You're who talking are, about Quinn's kit, right? Because yeah. we're probably going to throw the game away. <laughs> the kit's very bright, but yeah, I'm not well, sure. A, a huge game, this. Quinns are absolutely flying, as, as you mentioned, Tom. Um, we may have uh, Thok and Asiga back. I'm not sure. He came on for about 10 minutes, uh, maybe less, against uh, Wales for England. Um, Charlie, how do you see uh, this one uh, This one panning out? Quinns are flying at the moment. Yeah, Quinns, Quinns certainly are flying. Um, they scored uh, five tries against uh, Bristol at the Stoop this weekend. You know, again, they're a team that's scoring a lot of points. So uh, we, we, our defence is going to have to be you know, very tight. Uh, hopefully we'll have Roberts back. Um and you know, and some other players. I know, I know. Uh, Tom Homer just had a little niggle uh, last weekend. That's why he wasn't playing. Uh, so he'll be back in as well. And he's been, he's looked fantastic this year. Uh, so that'll be another boost. Um, but mm. we, we're going to have to score some tries. We're going to have to get that backline operating. And uh, they're, they're a team who's going to score points against us. Uh, and so I think it might be quite an exciting game. And we're going to have to go, uh, have to go all at it. But. Uh, yeah, it's, it's another one of these big ones uh, that, that, mm. that really it's, it's going to define our season. We're at home, at the wreck. Uh, Quinns are a team who, uh, well, this year, this year they have been playing quite well on the road. So, uh, uh, but, you know, historically, not great. Uh, and I do think in the in these close encounters, having having that home advantage really does pay off because there's only a couple of points, as we saw at the weekend, only a couple of points in between these these teams mm. uh, who are all conjointed uh, in the middle of the table. And uh, no, hopefully, hopefully we can just get over that line. Yeah, nine games left in the season if, if we don't make the playoffs. So uh, they're all massive now. Uh, Tom, how do you see uh, this one sort of panning out? Yeah, I've got to agree with what, what Charlie was saying. They're a team that's um, very high on confidence, as you say. They've been scoring a lot of a lot of tries in recent games. They've got six um, bonus point, um, sort of four try bonus point um, victories. Yeah, victories. Sorry, <laughs> um, in in the eight victories that they've had in the Premiership. So when they win, they tend to um, win pretty well and get those four tries. There's also um, a lot of guys in there. Um, who have been involved with with England, um, you know, in in recent years, who are trying to prove a bit of a point. So thinking of guys like Chris Robshaw, Danny Kerr, Marcus Smith, Nathan Earl, um, and Mike Brown at fullback, who who, as I say, are really trying to prove a point to to Eddie Jones. So high on confidence, um, probably stronger than they usually are um, at this time of the year when those guys are usually away on on internationals. So. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be tough, but I think there are two ways we can do it. So the first thing would, would be to try and just, just outpoint them, um, as Charlie says, and, and, and try and fight fire with fire, uh, as it were. And the second thing would be um, sort of as, as we did against Northampton Saints, so just stop them early. Um, so they'll be wanting to get off to a fast start. They'll be wanting to get points on the board early. If we're able to nullify their attack as we did against Northampton, they start to lose a bit of that confidence. They think, you know, why why aren't we scoring these tries that have 
have, have come so easy to us in, in previous matches. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a, a really um, solid defensive performance again. I, I think that'll be the game plan from, from Todd Blackadder. Um, try and win the collisions and, 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 and make it really difficult for them to, for them to get on the outside and, and, and give those guys, guys space. So, um, yeah, ho- hopefully it'll be a, a, bit of a, a bit of a cauldron at the wreck. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll get behind. Uh, we'll get behind um, the the boys and and get off get off to a good start and, and, and put their their skill sets under under some pressure. Yeah, I think earlier in the season it was perhaps one of our best performances of the season. Certainly for seventy minutes when we we beat them at the stoop, thirty two points uh, to thirty seven on that day. For for seventy minutes we looked extremely powerful and extremely dangerous. So um, I think if we can sort of play a, a similar game to that with the added advantage of the the cauldron at the wreck, as you so nicely put it, Tom, then um, hopefully, as you say, we'll be able to um, defend well and uh, and get the win. Um, so, uh, Charlie, let's um, maybe pin our colours to the mast a little bit um, and, and give a prediction as to, as to what's going to happen and, and why. Um, well, uh, <laughs> well, 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 well. Uh, I'll, of course, as always, remain positive, although I don't know why I do half the time. Uh, and look, I, I, I think this is definitely... A winnable game, actually. I I do think that the you know, kind of Bath's makeup is 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 that recipe that can actually turn over this Harlequins team. We play a much tighter game. We don't, as you say, Tom. We you know, we just don't let them really get out the blocks. Uh, and I think we can kind of smother teams in that way. And uh, Harlequins uh, are a team that they, they they want to spread the ball wide. They want to be a bit more elaborate. Uh, kind of going back to that champagne rugby that that Harlequins uh, got got known for when they when they were back winning the league. So I, I think we should be able to beat them at home. Uh, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, uh, as I've already said. Uh, so let's go Bath by five uh, at 32 points to... Well, that would be 27, then, wouldn't it? 32-27 Bath. Yeah. Uh, and Tom, what do you reckon? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my, my policy uh, from <laughs> normally uh, when I'm on the fence to being overly optimistic, to, to being overly pessimistic and, uh, and expecting the worst and then hopefully um, being pleasantly surprised. Um, I'm, 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 as I said to you, uh, G, it's, it's, it's tough when you, when you predict a win um, and you get your hopes up so much and then ultimately we, we don't have the bottle to see out the, the 80 minutes. And uh, I... I to be honest, I think it's a very strong win side uh, during the Six Nations at the moment. Um, they've been playing really well. They're becoming to the wreck full of confidence, as I say, with guys who will be wanting to make a big statement um, to, to, to the England coaches. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go sort of worst case scenario. Um, wins by eight and we miss out on the losing bonus point. Oh, God, that'd be a yeah, disaster. Uh, that, that's your new policy of, of trying not to care. Uh, I'll see how long that lasts, mate. Um, yeah, Harlequins are flying at the moment, uh, taking 24 points from, from the last six games. So, yeah, free-flowing uh, rugby. And, and like we had against Northampton, I think um, they're a team in, in really, really strong form. But we managed to stifle Northampton for 79 minutes. As Todd Blackadder said in his post-match interview, it was a brilliant 79-minute performance. And I do think that with a similar game plan, um, we'll be able to, to stifle Quinn's 
Quinn's attacking um, sort of play and, and release. Uh, maybe Thokonasiga and McConaughey and Homer, a really potent back three, um, hopefully with Joe Bits back together in the centre. So a really strong looking Bath team, hopefully. Um, and I think we can turn them over. So yeah, Bath by three for me. Uh, and yeah, I think we've spoken about it before, but let's try and get the, the four tries if we can get that victory because we need to start taking every point we can from, from these games. Yeah, you're completely right, Gabriel. Uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see uh, wait and see what Bath side turns up on the day. Yeah, hopefully this time next week we'll be in slightly more positive moves, uh, moods. Sorry. Right, that just about does it. Thank you so much for listening to that. That's provided us with a really, really nice platform of getting some things off our chest. I think especially you, Charlie, have yeah. uh, found that really useful. And, and I hope that um, for you, the listeners, it's also been really useful um, to hear that. Yeah, if you've made it this far, you've done really well. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't, I, I don't think I would have, would have even bothered tuning in this week after <laughs> after that. So yeah, thanks very much if you, if you are still listening. I uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, and, and yeah, thanks for listening. And I think, our motto here uh, all three of us is um, however hard it may seem right now we're Bath runs through thick and thin so stick behind the boys if you are going to the wreck have a great day get behind them make it that cauldron that, that Tom spoke about and, and let's have another victory and hopefully next week we'll be in much more buoyant moods Thanks for listening. Follow us on social media at Bath Rugby Plug. Please do subscribe to us, rate and review us wherever you can uh, and tell your mates. Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for joining me, Charlie. Uh, cheers, Gabriel. Thanks, Tom. Cheers, mate. And we'll see you next week.